it honestly felt like Roar was just playing Universal Studios' greatest hits yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. And I was, I was not mad about it at all. We had a dinosaur yeah. skull. We had the Jurassic Park digging in the mud scene. We had yeah. a direct, like, Godzilla and King Kong references. We had yeah. so many of these things. But it, it worked so well because it's still, it was shot in Norway. And it yeah. felt like Norway. And all the people there were Norwegian. They were speaking Norwegian. Um, but that couple, especially like mm-hmm. just very at home with the earth, like they weren't living affluently, that older couple that gets the house destroyed, they were no. just enjoying themselves. And that felt very much like what I experienced when I was there. Cause I literally watched mm-hmm. people ski off a train. That was amazing. <laughs> That's how much they love and, and connect with nature there. Mm-hmm. Like they, they got on the train at Oslo. Hello and welcome to another episode of D54. I'm Amit and I'm joined by Mr. Dennis. Good to be back. It's been a little while. Yeah, welcome back, mate. And welcoming to the show, formally welcoming and welcoming back in a way, um, you know, my previous uh, gray man and um, what is it? My best friend's exorcism guest. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the show, mate. Hey. So glad to be here. So glad to be able to do this. And thank you so much for having me as a more regular contributor. You know, I love to talk yep. about movies. So let's, uh, let's do it. We got some troll stuff to talk about. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, great to have you on, man. And, um, Doug, you now replace, you now replace me as the person with the deepest voice on the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> <that's what you're laughs> I thought my voice was fine. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, really worse, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's real worse. Um, <laughs> now nah, really excited to have you on, man. It's been um, yeah, it was it was basically inevitable because if you didn't join the show, I just asked you to guess on it every week. So you know, <laughs> well, I'm I'm just happy to be here, and I would have guessed it every week, but yeah, now that uh, you know, my dad, yeah. I'm dad is is coming to a close. This is this yeah. is great. This is uh. This is something that I couldn't have ever dreamed of. And my dad, like I've told you in the past, if he knew that I was going to be on an Australian <laughs> movie podcast someday, his brain would have exploded. <laughs> no, that's um, great to have you, man. And yeah, do check out Doug's podcast, My Dad, I'm Dad. Great podcast, great show. I mean, I've talked about it at length in other episodes, but um, it's yeah, a great one. I, I uh, think you, we're, we're here to talk about trolls, though. Tell them yeah. about the trolls. <laughs> All right. Except they, they, that's a free plug, mate. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but um, now, yeah. so yeah, we're here to discuss the latest, I guess, Netflix. I, I, hesitate, I hesitate to call it Netflix movie because it's just their distribution. But, mm. you know, the Netflix distributed um, troll uh, fantasy action adventure Norwegian. Um, yeah, I would call it. You know, Ding. big blockbuster, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let, let's talk about this movie. This movie was something that I've, I've not seen so many monster movies and we will talk about sort of some comparisons and some, um, you know, references this movie sort of, you know, I guess, referred to uh, throughout the show and also towards the end a little bit. But let's start with the movie, actually. Um, I think the best way to do this is let's just talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Just straight up, simple. Um, lot to like about this movie for myself personally, but let me pass it to you, Mr. Dennis. What did you sort of think with some of the highlights of this movie? Pretty open, open yeah. for everything, man. So go yeah, ahead. I mean, look, uh, as a fan of, of, of nearly everything fantasy 
uh even if it's kind of crap i enjoy it because it's just i enjoy <laughs> watching stuff on screen that i don't get to see in real life so much um and and i really enjoy movies that come out of this space <clears throat> excuse me uh uh you know after seeing uh troll hunter a little while back i really enjoyed the uh the approach of um showing a little bit more around uh like the the, the, the sort of norwegian Scandinavian sort of mythology on screen. It's not stuff that I see a lot of, and it's stuff that I would really like to see more of. You kind of get hints of it from movies like, you know, Lord of the Rings and you get orcs yeah. and dragons and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really sort of depict the, those, those grassroots folktale pieces, which I really, really enjoy. Um, and that's what I got a lot of enjoyment out of Troll Hunter because it was a very, very grassroots. There's another movie, it's a bit of a horror movie called, uh, that comes out of, the, uh, I think it's a Swedish movie, I can't remember, called Bale. And it's another, um, uh, um, it's a bit of a thriller and it sort of touches on the uh, um, these mythological creatures that live in the forest that, that sort of appear as human, that can take human form and be, uh, you know, they can, um, fools humans into believing that they're actually human mm. bring them in like the whole changeling thing so you know seeing a movie like this on screen where i'm uh exposed to like the beautiful landscape um the the the, the culture the language um and and just seeing big ass trolls do you know what i mean I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. really that's what it comes down to i i, I like watching um you know godzilla because i'm watching a a big ass lizard romp around and i like king kong because yeah. it's like a big ass monkey romping around um i like uh pacific rim because it's big ass robots and monsters romping mm. around um so there's nothing about this movie that i'm not going to enjoy when there's a big ass troll romping around causing chaos but the thing that i liked with this was it wasn't uh it wasn't really a although it kind of did depict the, the natural human responses of fear and um uncertainty uh what I what I did like about it, oh, I can I'll talk about that a little bit later because that's more in the what I didn't like sort of category. But uh, what I did like was how they depicted the troll. They stayed true to the nature of it, um, uh, the size of it, the the you know the premise behind it, how it came about. I thought it was all really good. Uh, the whole drilling and being with nature, you know, um, that, and, and sort of triggering a kind of hyper-naturalist response from nature as well. I thought it was a really good way of doing it. Um, uh, and uh, there were some aspects to it a little bit later on in the movie that I didn't, I didn't enjoy as much. Uh, but I just, you know, when I saw him, I like, saw the troll and I was like, I'm like, yeah, I relate to this guy. Grizzly beard, yep. bushy eyebrows, <laughs> big nose, big ears, slumped posture. <laughs> yeah, you say that, and I'm like, you know, you do bear a little bit of a resemblance. <laughs> it's my kin, right? Like I'm related. Yeah. You know, to, uh, uh, you know uh, to come back to, to sort of Lord of the Rings just quickly. You know, when I was younger, I always related to the elves, but as I'm older, I'm getting more related to the dwarves now. Like, yeah. it is. <laughs> um, I've got a theory about that, which I'll come back to maybe if we've got time later on, but. Uh, you know, uh, I did, I just liked the aesthetic of, of it all. I, I liked, I thought the, the premise was good, if not a little bit cheesy. They did it well, uh, though predictable 
in its parts. It, it hit all the tropes. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, a strange dad who knew what he was talking about. The um, the one person who could solve all the problems. It just somehow seemed to know what was going on, even though that didn't quite fit. Uh, the gruff, you know, smart but reliable and dependable military guy that sort of, you know, ended up being a good guy at the end. The geeky fella, you know, what yes. I mean? like, and 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 you know, a bunch of military people sitting in a concrete building, right, with big screens. Like it, it, it kind of ticked all those those throw boxes, which was. But I, I, I didn't have a an issue about that at all. I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and it that, that it comes back to that core thing too. You know, movies don't have to uh, always be this fancy, massive CG heavy hmm. blockbusters laden with you know fifty names that you know to be a good movie. You know, and I'm happy to watch stuff that I'm familiar with if it's done in a constructive and a creative way that doesn't sort of. Um, uh, uh, try and force any shit down my throat, if that makes sense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just this um, is me clapping and agreeing with yeah. every single thing that you just said. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, you know, and for that reason, I really loved it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, overall, I really liked that movie. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I could talk about it for more, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop um, wrap up there. No, no. Before I pass it to you, though, there was one thing that I, I mean, yeah, I agree with a lot of points you mentioned, Dennis. But like, I remember we talked recently even on the last Netflix movie that we mm. talked about, um, The Grey Man, creating that cinematic experience at home. You know, that's sort of the new paradigm that sort of I'm sort of seeing. And this movie definitely ticks that box. Like it's mm. visually visually stunning. Like it's it, it's you can enjoy this just for the visuals itself. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Entirely agreed. Every single thing about this film felt like you would be sitting down and seeing it in a movie theater and it, and the sound design was great. As a matter of fact, when I sat down to watch it, I realized like, Oh no, it's dubbed. I don't want it to be dubbed. Like this movie was in, this movie was filmed in Norway. I don't want that. And I had to like fiddle with the settings and figure out how to get it back to the original Norwegian, which then confused me when we saw the archeological dig and the guy was speaking English and I was like, Oh no, no, no. He's actually speaking English. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no, no. Okay. We're good. We're, we're, we're we're watching the movie we're supposed to watch. That's fine. But especially like (laughs) us dealing with sound. I know that that will take away some of the original mm. intent of the sound design uh, if you're not watching it in the original recorded language with yeah. whatever sound they were able to get on location that day. So that was important to me. But it, yeah. it felt big. It felt broad. It felt bold. Mm. And not to jump too far ahead, but everything you said, I completely agree with, Dennis, and I get the feeling you're the same way, Amit, but uh, this movie was just Godzilla 1999 but set in Norway mm-hmm. about trolls and made in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't much. fault it a lick for being that because it did it better. Yeah. It did it more earnestly. Yeah. It hit every single thing you could expect from a cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. And it gave you fun, likable characters that you can't, you couldn't even understand. You had to read subtitles. Yeah. If you actually <laughs> wanted to know the character motivations in this movie. Yeah. And it's big, gigantic, dumb fun that treats its subject matter <laughs> earnestly. 100%, 100%, yeah. And I was so enthralled and so in love with it. And when you suggested it, I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. You know, I, I also watched Troll Hunter. I thought that movie was fantastic. Mm. And it, a comparison between the two is not fair necessarily. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
but if this movie is Godzilla 1999, Troll Hunter is more like Cloverfield because mm. that one playing oh, yeah. with the the convention of like the found footage film is is yeah. great. And but digging so deep into the actual mythology of what a troll mm. supposedly may have been like in Norway and how those people just walk through life like knowing these are my, our folklore characters like mm. us here in the Americas with you know Bigfoot and the jackalope yeah. like these are all whispered things that are just kind of in the back of the mind always and you can't help looking out the window and being like man what would imagine if I saw that right now yeah, yeah. and this movie handing you that on a silver platter and being like this is what it would look like mm. this is what it would feel like and this is what it would sound like was awesome yeah yeah no, I'd love to, um, the other thing I really liked about this movie, um, aside from sort of the, you know, it definitely was, I don't know if it's a tribute piece or just referencing them or not. I'm not sure what the director, by the way, director, like Hall of Fame name, Raw. Um, <laughs> yeah, Raw. that's, that's, um, you would have got a lot of compliments growing up, I think, for that kind of name. Um, but yeah, essentially, like, one thing I liked about this movie that I found it a little bit different. I want to get your take on this about monster movies because I'm not so familiar with monster movies. I'm, Seen a few of them, but they're not like my go-to sort um, of category. But I felt like in this movie, the troll was like really humanized in some ways. Like you really felt for this troll. Um, I guess like, I guess you feel for King Kong in some instances um, for what he's doing and stuff like that. But this one, I was, my God, like this was an emotional ride towards the end, especially. My God, that, it really hit me in some points, like, you know, what they were sort of doing to this poor guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, that's one other thing I noticed. And the other part you mentioned about, yeah, the not um not not shoving down the throat. I have a note that I wrote down before saying that I hope this is not about climate change. Because I think when yeah. they blew up the mind and they had the protesters, I was like, is this gonna yeah. go on that path? Like do we are we gonna get another version of this? Um but yeah, it didn't, which is great because I don't need um, uh, you know, I have nothing against climate change, but I don't need a movie to tell me that again and again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well look, I think I think what it did was it sort of said yeah, dig drilling holes through mountains, not great, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a real repercussion for that. Uh, but it was done and it was dusted, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't the message of the movie. It was a message that yeah. was brought into the story in a relevant and sorry, a contextually relevant manner, and only for as long as it was relevant, and then it was gone. But yeah. it's still important to consider what we're doing to the planet, drilling a hole through a mountain, sure, maybe not great in the context of of where they are, but the Mm. whole movie premise wasn't around, oh, look at what we're doing to the planet, we're causing problems, this thing is is there because we've destroyed the mountain. You know, the mountain was a non-event after the thing surfaced, right? They they stopped talking about the hole in the ground. Yeah. Um, uh, I did, uh, you know, I did like uh the the humanization i guess of the troll because that that's that's the way they're depicted in folklore that's it was it was pretty accurate as far as i was concerned in the way that they were were the way that they were showing him uh everything from the bells to you know the spelling of the christian and eating as a christians you know uh that kind of stuff is <laughs> is is <laughs> you know that, that, that that's legit like that's that's what that's what they that's all sort of baked into it the thing i I guess that I, I thought was a bit weird was the, the level of apprehension around calling it a troll, because as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned, a lot of the the um, there's, there's still a lot of even though they don't walk around 
baked into their, uh, I guess their, um, their connection with their land is an understanding that these things yep. were there at that one point, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the movie, uh, oh, sorry, the TV series, Katja, Katja, that's, uh, that's a series set in Iceland, um, about oh, the, no. uh, the, um, Katja is the big volcano there and it, it yeah. explodes. And then, uh, all these people that have disappeared start coming out from underneath the volcano. Uh, and they talk, I won't, I won't spoil anything, but they talk about Well, no, that. now I just want to watch that. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it is one of the, uh, best series I've seen in terms of ambience. Oh. Like it's, 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 it's a not a pleasant ambience, like, but it, it, you just, mm. you just feel enraptured by it. And the landscape and the way it's been shot is just so desolate and amazing. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but they talk about the elves that live, you yeah. know, under the, under the mounds or under the rocks, under the mountains and things like that. And it's still a deep kind of, they don't, even though they're, they're, some, some of them, I don't believe that they actually live there now, but in the spirit of the land, they still feel it. Like it's still, there's still a connectivity there. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the, it's like, oh, we're, we're not going to call it a troll. I thought it was a bit weird. Like they should have. The one thing I would have liked to have seen them do sooner is acknowledge what it is, because it's it's mm. baked into the zeitgeist of who they are. Like it's everything about that whole that whole place. Um, yeah, I but mean, otherwise, I thought that was I, I think, thought that was cool. Yeah, I think one thing with that is I think that's sort of a you can sort of move on to sort of some of the criticisms as well now. But mm. one thing that I think the movie didn't take, like it sort of hinted at the law, but I didn't think it went deep enough into that side of things, I felt. Like, it was it was a good introduction, I felt, which, which I guess I'll hold back my criticism because this is obviously going to be a franchise or something like that. So maybe they're going to explore that more in the second one. And it's always delicate to do because if you introduce too much of that, it's going to just alienate people that don't want to see that kind of stuff or expect mm. that from a monster movie. So they played it safe, I'm assuming, by just making it a very generic um, sort of monster movie, pretty similar to, like, we mentioned, you know, Godzilla, King Kong, Jurassic Park. Um, those kind of movies. Yeah, I do wish they went into that. I think the part that really killed that off was probably after the dad sort of died. Like he was the one that was sort of going to be the mm. one instrumental to sort of guide that because he had the knowledge. Um, but he sort of was there he to, to introduce it. Yeah. Like it, it was a one, two, three step waltz. Like I knew yeah. that in that scene, that whole oh, yeah. setup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was going to die. Like, it was it was as well, obvious as you know, but it was brutal the way they delivered it. Like oh, yeah. I knew because yes. you're right. I knew he had to die, and that scene was great, and that it was instrumental in also delivering us more of the lore that they yeah. could smell the blood yeah. of the Christian man, right? Uh, which you know further gives Nora more more agency to be able to look back in the notes and kind of believe yes. her father in retrospect. Great, great relationship. Um, really well laid out, like for for what the movie needed it to be, but that scene also did exactly what both of you were talking about. It, it delivered so well on the, the, like the absolute necessity of the father's death, which mm. is weird to say, but he, mm. it had to happen yeah. so that Nora could actually be the hero by the end of the film or one of the instrumental heroes. That's right. Yes. But because the troll could smell the blood of the Christian, if you're unfamiliar with that ideology at all, if I hadn't seen troll hunter before this movie, I would have mm. had no idea that was a thing. And I would have just been yeah. scratching my head. Yep. Uh, but it was it was great, and I I really enjoyed all the things. I think this movie asks you to just 
pull back your mind a little bit and only scratch the surface yeah. on like, hey, you have Perfect. no idea. You know, yeah. Godzilla is a a creation of a nuclear attack and <laughs> nuclear testing. Hmm. King Kong just existed out in the world at some point, but that kind of jungle creature, lost island, uh, lost world trope is something that most people who have ever picked up a book or watched anything are pretty familiar with. Norwegian folklore isn't necessarily something that's in our cultural no, right. um, zeitgeist. And the way they deliver trolls in Frozen is not at all yep. the type of troll that we're getting <laughs> here, which is yep. the type of troll that is shown in Norway. And they did, man, there was the scene later on when they had the bells on the helicopters, yeah. which yeah, I yeah. loved, uh, where you see them at that like troll themed amusement park. And that image of the troll, the like, the Mickey Mouse of that music uh, amusement park <laughs> yeah. that the actual troll like stands over later on. That's that is everywhere. That's everywhere yeah. in Norway. Like that is their oh. absolute certainty. Like that is that is something that they they live with. They yes. they all champion and they believe, even though they know it's probably not real. And I I can get really mired de- down deep in the criticisms. Like the ending again, yes, very emotional, but I got confused. So when they were at the prime minister's house and they found out it was on the like graveyard and then they had the skull, I thought we were going to get a scene where they were going to allow the troll to potentially go live in that graveyard or at least Mm. find its kin or get some sort of resolution for it Mm. itself. Understand where it had come from, something along those lines, or maybe there would be a living troll there. And that makes it all the more tragic when it, you know, he ultimately dies, but it was really odd in that final scene that, that, you know, Nora is like, not like this when they're hitting it with the UV rays from the lights. And (laughs) then 20 seconds later, the real light comes out and kills it. And I was like, oh, but like that, like, not like this, not, not my hands. I don't want the blood to be on my (laughs) hands, but Monsieur Soleil, you're going to come and take this thing down again. The criticisms I don't really care about. Because I left the movie feeling more intrigued. I left the movie feeling like a culture had been represented that hasn't been represented very well in a big, broad medium. Agree, yeah. Yeah. And I had an absolute blast. And it felt, again, like a true, real cinematic experience. Mm. Dumb? Sure. Mm -hmm. Stupid in parts. But it took itself very seriously and if you're just able to appreciate the movie for what it is, which is what I did within about five minutes, uh, I had a hell of a time. Yeah, now I got to the point as well where I was trying to follow the plot along. I think the first half does a good job of sort of getting with the story. The second half, I think the plot sort of starts to just go away a little bit, even mm. more. Like we start to get, it becomes more of just like a thriller such emotional ride that we go on. Because yeah, I was also confused as to what the troll's motivations actually were. Because um, at times they showed he wasn't like an evil being, like you know, he wasn't, you know. He saved the boy. Him. Yeah, he saved the boy, which was a sign that you know he's obviously not just looking to kill people. He has a mission, and people are getting in his way, which is really yeah. all that was really there. But I was wondering, like, okay, dude, when you get to the place, like the sun's gonna come out, like eventually, like you know, uh, that, 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 that's 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 inevitable. Like it's it's gonna be there sometime. So what is your plan of action for that? I wish there was a bit more inspiration. On that, maybe the folklore talks about that more and the dad would have helped to deliver that story, potentially. But I was kind of like, okay, so 
the sun, yeah, as you said, 20 seconds after the attack, the sun comes out. It's like, okay, so if nothing had been, ha- nothing happened, you didn't have to drop a bomb. You could have just waited. <laughs> and then, yeah, it all would have yep. been fine. That part so, confused me too. Okay, the way that I understood what happened was, and I could be completely off the mark here. Uh, so there was an, like, there was an ulterior motive. They knew where he was heading and why. Right. And they understood, and but they were taking the, the approach of we've got to bring him down before he gets there. So let's okay any military effort to do that because we know, based mm-hmm. on our actions, that if he finds the graveyard of his family that he thinks may still be alive at his cat like kingdom under where the, you know, it, mm-hmm. he will go, he'll lose his shit, right? Um, so because they, in, in the original sense, they drew him off using the ch- one of his children and then trapped him under yeah. the mountain. So the, he doesn't know that all his family is dead, but not until he sees the skull and mm. that, that triggers him. Like what he realizes that like, okay, they're dead. Um, I think he was like, what he was just trying to return home. It's. I've seen it before. There's an, uh, a beautiful piece of literature called Hilda. It's a modern, it's a modern piece, and they made they made a Netflix ad, an anime about it. Um, hmm. And uh, I recommend watching it. Kids will love it. You know, it, it's it's really good. So, but the, the basic premise is spoilers. Uh, is the trolls keep trying to get into the city? So they've built this big wall. They've got bells around because bells, for other reasons, seem to ward off any kind of like supernatural creatures from demons to trolls to all kinds of things Mm. um uh but the trolls keep coming and the reason is is because the mother troll is actually asleep underneath where the city is but they don't realize it you know what i mean so Mm. they don't they're they're trying to defend themselves from the trolls but the trolls just want to get their their mother so there's this idea that the trolls as a race has a mother figure or a father figure or something like that that lives under the mound that they you know they come and honor and protect and things like that is is not isolated just to this movie and it's also in a lot of folklore as well like yeah um but the way that i what i think they probably should have done is just let him go home because he probably just would have laid back down and gone to sleep again for another ten thousand years or uh, let him lay down and go to sleep and then hit him with the UV lights. Like if you're certain <laughs> that he's going to wake up yeah. Yeah. and now, now he's going to start a rampage, at least let him have the closure that he was looking for. Yeah. Because the way they yeah. ended it. And again, all this is to say, I, I had an absolute blast, but there are just these certain things where you could feel they were like, all right, let's not invest as heavily in some of the emotions. Let's give mm. a bunch of helicopters, church bells. Yeah. Cool. I'm here for that. That was great more of that that was that was bells That's fun. with balls like yeah. you gotta have balls <laughs> to be like hey netflix we're gonna put this scene in this movie and we're gonna present it to the world yeah and make sure yeah. they care yeah. about it like what the it, and it, like it makes sense again culturally they know you yeah. know so any norwegian yeah. watching the movie must have been like oh shit they put yeah, bells yeah. on yeah. helicopters <laughs> damn <laughs> But I do. I like. It took me a minute to kind of click in and understand yeah. what they had going on. Uh, 
but yeah, like the, the ending, I really just felt like could have set up a couple other things, but mm. to your point, Amit, about it, it having a potential sequel, imagine if there had been a post credit scene, just like in Godzilla 1999, mm. where the troll had found its old home. It lays to rest next to its family. It's sad. You get 10 times the emotion we were actually delivered in that death scene. Mm. It's sad. It lays down, oh, it, yeah. you know, cradles the, the, the skeleton of one of its kin. Mm. It, it dies post credit scene. Boom. New troll popping up. One of its kids is alive and yeah. it's, it's going to happen just like Godzilla 1999. Like, yeah, you don't even have to make a second movie and they didn't mm. to Godzilla 1999. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad they did not, but you know, there Come was on. the promise of that fine. there, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And young yeah. me was like all in for that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adult me is very glad it did not. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are just these tiny little things throughout the film where I was like, they could have done that a little bit better. They could have done that a little bit better. Mm. Could have done yeah. that a little bit better. But at the end of the day, all of the effects look great. The hmm. culture felt re rep well represented. The actors showed up to play. Yeah. Hmm. And Andreas is my favorite comic relief character I've seen in years. <laughs> His, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I loved watching this movie, but the movie that I wanted to watch was an adaptation of the book he kept pitching to everybody say, about yeah. the monk. <laughs> that I was going to say throw its head and had daggers for fingers or darts for yeah. fingers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, Amazing. I'm all there for that one. That's that's yeah. so cool. I want to see with the spinoff. Um, yeah, that's that one sounds crazy. Um, but one point I wanted to talk about with um, when you sort of referenced about sort of some of the plot and the ending and stuff like that. I think what I found was there was a bit of disconnect between what the motivations were, even for the humans. Um, to be honest, like it didn't feel like they were on the same page. <laughs> like, no, the, no, like the military was like let's the military, the government, everyone was like. Um, let's kill this, you know, by all means possible by putting this experimental nuclear bomb or something like that over the city of Oslo. Um, and like that, the royal family seemed like it was secretive about like that whole troll thing but they didn't tell anybody. So did the government know that that's the way to, that he's going back? Yeah. I felt like, I felt like there was a lot of like, we don't know what's going on here. Even the humans, like, and you know, it felt like the main character, um, like her motivations were kind of all over the place, which is kind of, um, you know, relatable. Nora, um, she's kind of like, you know, she was kind of torn as to what to really do because she's seen humans, the human side of him towards the end. She's calling him, you know, hello, beautiful, when he's mourning. And then, you know, she's the one that has a little talk with him. So, yeah, I didn't really know what they really wanted out of it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I yep. agree with what you were saying, Doug. At the end of the day, look, I, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, look, this is hitting me pretty hard from an emotional standpoint, which is pretty good for a monster movie. And that's something I'm probably going to remember the most from it, even though it was kind of, yeah, I think you mentioned Dennis before as well, kind of cheesy and a bit kind of like, wait, what, the sun comes out and you're dead now? Um, even the whole you know, speech at the end, go back home, just go back to where you are, leave us alone. Like, I'm like, this is a bit... Get out of here, you! Yeah. Yeah. You go! <laughs> they won't bother you if, they won't bother you if you're there. <laughs> I was a bit like, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, uh, perhaps they should have, I don't know, I don't know, like, I think, I mean, I, I don't know how they would have done it, though. Do you know what I mean? They created a scenario in the movie where they were trying to stop him using force. It didn't work, obviously. Yeah. But they didn't want him to get home because he would have found that his family was dead. Then what? Mm. Um, 
I don't think the end fight scene was the right way to wrap it up, to be honest, using the lights and things like that. What I would have loved to have seen was for him to realize that everything's gone and then gone to the mountains at the beginning where all the kings return to. Oh, yeah. Right? And yes. just like That's, just yeah. allow himself <laughs> to join his forebears as one of the great kings in the line of mountains. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and done that. Like nice little yes. wrap up. Uh, Definitely. In terms of sequels, it's funny. I know you haven't seen Troll Hunter, I mean, but no. Doug, do you remember? Obviously, I don't want to spoil anything either, but I would say that uh, it would be cool to have a bit of a troll verse for one of a bit of bit of, kind of <laughs> you know, in the waking up of the king. So do the others, and what we see in Troll Hunter is like the ground level dealing with the others being woken up and absolutely then, and then that 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 the, the big guy at the end mm. is the, the same dude the same one from this one yeah same one from this one uh <laughs> that would have been great that like it, awesome. well, that yeah. would be great why not why not do that because yeah. that's it felt like cloverfield to me when i thought about it you know yeah. like, we like troll hunter so effectively does so many of the things that this movie does mm. and this movie does so much more effectively some of the things that troll hunter tries to achieve yes, the right. two of them working in tandem is actually probably one of the greatest double features i could ever imagine i agree, <laughs> agree. Uh, yeah I agree. it's and so I will, cool i'll still think of them as the same same yeah. thing so even though they weren't designed that way or made that way in my mind, the two movies are going to be together. Like, I'm just going to put them together, whether it's... Yeah, they, right they both just treat their subject matter so earnestly and so honestly. Yeah. And, like, all ridiculous stuff aside, all plot points aside, you cannot help but be enwrapped in the fact that somebody from Norway was like, no, you American or you Australian or you <laughs> any citizen of the world, <laughs> I need you to know that we take this shit for real. For real, yeah. Like mm. In our minds, this is what we see when we look out the window when we drive. Yep. This is what we see. My grandmother yeah. told me stories about it. Her grandmother told her stories about it. And it feels like you're being, uh, like the, the window is being extended to you. Mm. Like here, please come and see the way that we have thought about the world. Like yeah. our lens and the way that we go about things. And the reason we appreciate nature in the way that we do yeah. Even though it was, you know, a very quick moment with the mountain toward the beginning of the movie, it would have been climate change if Greta Thunberg had showed up and been like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you uh, which, killing the right. And yeah. then, like, these are important <laughs> lessons, but like you said, we don't need to bash the audience over the head. We know yeah. man versus yeah. nature is an important story and we're about to get it again in yeah. the next avatar movie. Like it's going to happen. Uh, yes. And it's going to happen in several yep. more things that you'll read and watch over the next few years. Yep. But these monster versions of it are really cool because they allow you to enjoy yourself and mm -hmm. feel big feelings very quickly for little hits just to kind of pull you yep. back in and remind you, like, you're not just enjoying yourself. You're also thinking. Yeah. But also here's some more enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was fantastic. Um, and, and the fact that Roar made, you know, Tomb Raider, um, yes. the one with Alicia Vikander was kind of really easy for me to see watching this. Mm. And it made yeah. me sad that that film franchise won't continue. Not that that, no. that film needs a franchise, but give that guy more work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've, I think in a sequel sense, what I think would have been great and perhaps a wasted opportunity because there's so much law, right? Yeah. So much law. 
you know, you've got um, not you don't just have trolls. You've got um, elves. You've got giants. Yeah. You've got all kinds of stuff. And had they treated him right, and he's gone off and gone back to sleep in some quiet glade out of the sun, right, where people can walk, climb over him, and they won't even realize, you know, then they blow up another mountain, and all of a sudden the rock trolls army of rock, uh, sorry, rock giants wake up and start piffing, then all of a sudden they need the troll king to help defend their land, which is what he's there to do, actually. Like, he is the land and the land is him. Mm. And like a Godzilla kind of sense, they could have really expanded the notion of it all, you know, um, that the more that they commercialise, the more that they industrialise the land, um, the more they start to delve in, as they say in the... uh, in Lord of the Rings, into the deeper, darker places of the world, they wake up things that have been long left asleep. Mm. You know, uh, what greater anti-hero than the Troll King to stand up for the spirit of Norway to (laughs) defend, do you know what I mean? And we're just caught in the middle, you know, Uh, and we realise how insignificant and powerless we are when it comes to the forces of nature and, um, and how much we have to preserve and respect that. Okay. Nice narrative, yeah. great narrative, not shoved down my throat. Like, you know, I think that would have been really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I also want to say, because, yeah. uh, again, agree with you. It sounds like we're very aligned on this, and it's so yeah, good yeah. to meet you and do this with you. <laughs> uh, we could talk about this movie for hours, it seems like. Uh, but that scene, because you were talking about him being from nature, the scene where he had gone to sleep, because yeah. that's one thing I thought that this movie handled really deftly and very craftily was mm-hmm. the, like, modern technology could yes. disavow the vast majority of like almost every other monster movie trope. And they mm. always try to handle it with like, Oh, our sensors are a little weird or yeah. we can't figure it out. Mm. It's a bloop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's just gone. Um, but they had that scene, you know, with the drones where the drones were following him. Mm. So yeah. great. So they couldn't detect heat signatures and they knew that from the beginning. So that, that trope is off the table. But the drones following it into the into the mountain chasm, and then all of a sudden he's gone, was awesome. Mm. Because mm. then you get that great scene between her and the father where they're exploding at one another about, you believe this, and you know it's not yeah. real. Well, how yeah. can you not believe it? And then the eye opens up behind yeah, them. Yeah. Yes, yes. That and you seems. realize that he was the rock formation behind them the whole time. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, yeah. that was That's the moment great. for me where I was like, I'm unplugging my brain and I'll think about this movie tomorrow. <laughs> but for now, I'm just going to watch this movie the way it's yeah. presented to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I love that piece. I think, uh, you know, as a kid, even as an adult, I remember like looking at faces in the rocks when you walk past and you kind of like, there's a place near us called Hanging Rock and you could walk yeah. around and in, within about 20 minutes, you could see probably about, 10 rock trolls asleep next to you mm. because they like, I know that what's, what's the word? Um, there's an actual name for it where you see human faces in things, but they look very clearly like a bunch of monsters, rock monsters who have just like piled next to each other and gone to sleep. There's like mm. very clear faces in it. And, um, you know, then you've got Hellboy with the big giant, or Hellboy 2 with the big giant oh, yeah. asleep, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes, yes. I, I love that, that shit to bits. Like that kind of stuff is really cool because. You know, it, it tickles the fancy that you could walk over these things. You don't even know what's there anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like they could be, they could be anything. Uh, uh, and I really, I really enjoy that. 
um, it, it just so if I can come back to a point quickly made before, like that, that to them it's real, you know, going to Japan and it's probably the closest analogy that I've had in real life experience, you know, they still have areas where they believe Kappa exists, which are like little water sprites. Right. And we went to a place called Takachiho, which is right up in the mountains. And every Friday, they still have a ritual to ward off the Tengu, the mountain goblins. Mm. And you look around and you're like, this may all sound fanciful, but when you look around, you look at those mountains and how inhospitable the, the humans they are. Like, you know what? If there's goblins going to be living anywhere, they're mountains because <laughs> I can't get in there. Yeah, no yeah. human can get in there easily. Uh, we could probably drop some people in by helicopter, but it'd be very hard to drop them out. The, 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 the brush is so dense and so thick that you can't even mm -hmm. see the ground underneath, but it's like big canopies of trees and it's inaccessible to humans. Um, and the local towns especially think that these goblins, these mountain goblins called Tengu still exist there and they ward them off. Um, the Shinto priests do rituals every Friday to build the re- mm -hmm build the barrier around the town to protect them, right? Uh, yeah. You know, for them, it's a very real thing. You know, for us, it's like, oh, mountain goblins, Tengu, yeah, great. Like, you know, but for them, it's a, a very real thing. And uh, I could talk about it a lot, but it does touch on the, the uh, you know, the disconnect that, that we've kind of, that I feel with the land, you know what I mean? Being uh, Australia, being Aboriginal land and, colonized and a couple hundred years and things like that and all that kind of stuff it's very hard for me to build that level of depth and connectivity with the land without respecting that culture which i do deeply and greatly mm -hmm. but i'm not aboriginal so it's going to be very hard for me to actually build that connection uh so i i love this stuff because i crave it you know that's a, a, a gap in my soul that i know there's going to be really hard to feel living where i live in the culture that i grew up in uh, but when I go to places like Japan or, you know, and I assume when you go to places like, no, those, those mountains are old. People have been trotting those mm. paths for thousands of years. Do you know what I mean? And when you walk them, you are just another set of feet that have walked the same path for like a thousand years. And, um, and I do, you do get that sense here as well. Like there's, there's an ancientness to this land. We were talking about that earlier. Um, mm. and Australia has its own you know, um, mythologies, but the, the, the Aboriginal mythologies like the Bunyip and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and, and watching movies like this, it, it does tickle that sense as well of that wonderment of how old this world is, how things out like that, 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 how we've, I don't know, it's really hard to articulate. You guys can probably maybe have better words than I, but that sense of, um, amazement that, that, that the, planet around us and the world around us you know what I yeah. mean? like it's it's hard for me to articulate at the moment my words are really failing me but um well i think yeah. i think yeah. it, it kind of boils down yeah. to this it's cool because i really enjoyed what you were saying there i living here in the americas i deal with a very similar thing i'm mm. not native yeah. american i am a white person that has a european mutt lineage mm. i think yeah. i don't know i could only track <laughs> I, I could only track it back so far right yeah. you only go back so far but part of the reason I like the Norwegian mythology is that kind of feels more akin to something that my direct ancestors may have brought over. Yes. I have enormous respect for mm. everything about the Native American cultures of every single tribe that existed here in the United mm. States and in Canada. Well, just North America in general. Uh, but it, it always, you know, I kind of take that pause moment and I'm like, yeah, I live here. Uh, but the way that white people 
and, you know, just Americans enjoy the landscape is very much after colonization. You know, I like to yeah. ice fish. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I like to stick my beer outside because it's cold. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and these are all, all really great things. I, I don't mean to minimize anything. I'm not no, trying no, to go uh, down that path, it, yeah. but enjoying these, especially with, with trolls and troll hunter, mm. it feels like that's something that my, my direct ancestors may have believed in and like may have carried with them through their entire lives. And yes. something that I just kind of intrinsically find a connection in, like yeah. you're talking about in Japan, mm. when you go there, it, you feel like it belongs to the people. Uh, right now, you know, we're getting ready for Christmas here in yes. the, uh, here in the U S and I'm sure you guys are over mm. there too. And you know, whatever holiday, but I, I truly feel like the trolls in Norway are an extension of kind of the way that we've decided to believe in Santa where Santa mm. isn't a corporeal thing. Santa is a continuation of people's imaginations. Yes. It is yeah. an intent. It's a a spiritual and cultural extension of your arm that you want to, you know, impress the severity and importance of something on someone with, in the case of Santa, it's just joy. And, um, you know, the reason for the season in the case of trolls, it's respect for nature. Yeah. Actually many, mm -hmm. I think of, um, of the, like creatures of folklore are that way, like Loch Ness monster yeah. and many of the American cryptids mm. included, right? Like, Nature can be capable of more than you could have ever imagined. Yes. Nature yeah. is right outside your door. A friend of ours uh, living in Colorado just had a boulder smash through their window <laughs> while they were in the middle of breakfast. Wow. Yeah, wow. And I, they're, they're <laughs> meant to be, you know, exploded, massive, fun takes on a story that just kind of reminds you, like, you know, we, we've yeah. only lived here so long. Mm. Things have been here much longer than we have. Yeah. The planet has been Correct. here much longer than we have. And yeah. you might as well be entertained by it to be able to learn to respect it Correct. before those two yeah. things can be interlinked entirely as we age. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Sorry, Jump in for a second, second now. So yeah. to sort of pull back to the movie with one thing that I sort of had a sort of kind of criticism about this movie also was like, this movie felt... I don't know, I'm going to get your take on this as well. It felt like a Hollywood movie, like through and through. So all the stuff we're sort of talking about here with the, um, you know, the folklore and the people, um, you know, we've done a few international movies on this podcast, particularly from sort of South India. And I really like how they integrate culture and people and ways of life into that. Like they feel like their own entity. Like they, mm -hmm. they don't feel like anything to do with Hollywood at all because how much they pay attention to culture um, in every single one of them. That's yes. what I thought this movie kind of like, yes, okay, cool. We got a cool introduction to that folklore and the mythicism and, you know, the trolls, but the people itself felt completely disconnected from yeah. that. Like they were just living their lives, which I think they could have explored a little better if that was some, an option. But it felt like, yeah, just like Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. I would have liked more that of the to come through um, in this yeah, movie, actually. I, I could say, yeah, I, I agree with you, mate, because I think, you know, thinking about it, you've got, You've got little isolated circles that don't integrate mm -hmm. with the broader society so much. Do you know what I mean? You've got the yeah, archaeologist and you've got the military, you've got the government, you've got the troll. Uh, the only sort of external, extraneous kind of environments that we see is when the house is crushed, you know, which kind of had to be done. And when they're driving mm -hmm. through the city, that's empty anyway, right? Like, and, and the troll yeah, uh, amusement park, which I think are the, the only sort of three things that really stand out in my mind. Yeah. Everything else is um is is very much contained 
Like it's park at night, no one's there. Like, and they probably shot at night, not just for the fact that the the troll is awake and alive at night, but because there's otherwise too many people and they can't shoot properly. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But no, I I do agree with you on that point because even though it's it's a good exposure to the the mythology and the mythos and the belief system of of you know. of the country we don't see a lot of the people in it do you know what i mean and the things they're doing you know where we and and sort of referencing movies like gargi where we see the like the ground level behaviors of the people in that country and you you can learn a lot about and that 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 people from that movie you know you don't you don't learn so much about like um they kind of write off the uh, the whole belief in trolls to a crazy dad. Do you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to this is yeah. this is actually just the you know there's a lot of people that believe in this stuff. It's not just some crazy yeah. man that lives in a hut. You know? Yeah, I mean you you yeah. got to convince a major studio to give you funding to make a movie like this, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's got to be there. Yeah, it's got to be Correct. there. Uh, but I completely agree with you. The uh, pretty much all the analogous. Uh, versions of Norway 1.0 and 2.0 are expressed in Nora and her father, mm. right? So a yeah, modern Norwegian citizen with a mind for, you know, scientific belief may be this archaeologist character that we're delivered as the archetype or mm-hmm. somebody who can kind of begin to marry those two things. And her father is the one that we see in the beginning of the movie. And um, having been there to Norway, I was fortunate enough to visit and spent, you know, a week there. I would say that the other characters that we do see, especially that house that gets destroyed, which was mm. an awesome scene that kind of reminded yeah. me of Twister. <laughs> it felt like it honestly felt like Roar was just playing Universal Studios greatest yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. And I was I was not mad about it at all. We had a dinosaur yeah. skull, we had the Jurassic Park digging in the mud scene. We had yeah. a direct like Godzilla and King Kong references. We had yeah. so many of these things, but it it worked so well because it's still it was shot in Norway and it yep. felt like Norway and all the people there were Norwegian and they were speaking Norwegian. Um, but that couple, especially like mm-hmm. just very at home with the earth, like they weren't living affluently, that older couple that gets the house destroyed, they were no. just enjoying themselves. And that felt very much like what I experienced when I was there. Cause I literally watched mm-hmm. people ski off a train. That was amazing. <laughs> That's how much they love and and connect with nature there. Mm. Like they they got on the train at Oslo, and by the time we were midway on our travel down to Bergen, they just strapped skis on, door opened up, and they were gone. They skied that's, out. That blew my mind. You don't get that here in America. Yeah, so uh, but that's, that, it that's a kind felt of very indicative of the culture. Yeah, yeah, that's the sort of stuff that I would have appreciated more of. That the small hints like that, like they mentioned, like mm. for instance, that scene you mentioned before about they had like a bunker underground. So, you know, there's obviously they're preparing for something. What is it? I'm assuming it's not a troll or it might be, but is it environmental factors? And like, I think the president at one point says something like, um, you know, we've always been ready for, you know, disasters and stuff like that. And I was like, really? Like, is that something that I meant to know? Or like, do you want to explore that a bit more and sort of tell me why? Is it? Yeah. Well, I, I took that, that as <laughs> more of a, also more of a throwback to the war. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah, what I understood yeah, yeah. that to be. Yeah, sure, like, sure. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, makes sense. Uh, it was it was a, a nod to the fact that they they'd already gone through catastrophe mm-hmm. and were well prepared okay. for 
catastrophe because of it. And it was just it's baked into their mindset. Um, yeah. And it would be over there. I mean, Australia here, uh, and even different and uh, different so than, than the US. I mean, Australia, even though we were a part of the war, we haven't had that level of catastrophe here. Um, you know, uh, the US, uh, I would say, probably has suffered more catastrophe than Australia by by a significant amount, um, civil war all the way through to 9-11, like to lots of different things, right? Like yeah. yeah, Pearl Harbor is another. Really yeah, Pearl Harbor, yeah, yep, yep. So we, we not haven't a good had one. that That's level a bad thing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not, we don't have anything baked into our psyche. You know, the things that, that yeah. are, though, you've got things like um, like the Anzacs and Gallipoli and that kind of stuff, which yeah. is serious, serious shit. Like that's, that was heinous, the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's baked in. We celebrate it every year. But so they would have their own things that they would have baked into their yeah. um, their psyche and, and their belief system and, and the way that they live and the things that, that they're prepared for, you know, um, yeah. I would say. And that, yeah, so that's yeah. how I took it. I mean, like, I'm not sure if you got No, that's a good, yeah. that's, that's a good, good interpretation. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think we can sort of move on a little mm-hmm. bit, sort of, because we've, sure. we've referenced Godzilla, we've referenced a few other monster movies. Where does this sort of sit for you guys in terms of like, you know, is it like next to Godzilla or when they had recently Godzilla versus Kong? Um, for me, like the monster movie that comes, it's not mm. a monster movie necessarily, but the one that comes to mind just took, took a completely different and unique approach to this whole genre was um, Arrival by um, Denis Villeneuve. Like uh, it's a, a little bit different, uh, but yeah, the, the aliens. Uh, are the, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Actually, a really good comparison. Uh, because yeah. it's it's more ambivalent. It's it's total mm. ambivalence. Right. The troll is not trying to do anything that it does. It is exactly all human right. beings trying to do something to it that causes any of the inaction or any of the destruction. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which so is what I thought it was you know, God, there there is a version of that in Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, you know, yeah. and in the more modern takes, to me, this movie felt very similar to those things. But I love that comparison specifically, mm. and it also kind of felt like. I don't know if either of you two have seen Colossal with Anne Hathaway. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's it kind of felt movie. like that. Yeah, <laughs> such a weird, cool movie though. Like where everything is, they they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, mm. it's that they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. These are insignificant things. It would be like a human being standing on an ant hill and getting bitten, and all of a sudden just stomping down. Like, man, these ants suck. Yeah. And then you know yeah. the ants <laughs> yeah. hitting it with a bunch of UV light at one point. Um. But it it sits up there as one of my more favorite expressions because it took a swing and it was unique. Mm. Even mm. though all of the tropes, every single one of them, right down to like the weird scientist, Matthew Broderick in Godzilla 99, uh, mm. Captain Chris is Jean Renault's character. Like every yeah. single one of those people that was in Godzilla 1990. Oh, Andreas would be the Hank Azaria character from Godzilla 99. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. could just go on all day. All of it has happened i've seen it before but i was so happy to see it this way yes mm-hmm. it's fantastic and if they could do this for every country in the world i would watch every <laughs> single one of them <laughs> yeah. well okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw an obscure movie out and uh uh for me when i was watching this movie it felt uh even though it had all the tropes it was like uh and i think we're all in agreement here it was a very standard set of building blocks that were just put together mm-hmm. in a very unique way and a culturally contextually relevant sort of premise. Uh, um, if you guys have seen a movie called Reign of Fire, 
Yeah, uh, baby. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's about that, like, oh, shit, we've woken up something that is culturally relevant to us uh, mm. that is just open up a Pandora's box of shit that they have to deal with. You know, uh, we've, you know. You know, it, Dennis, yeah. before you move on, you yeah. kind of have a Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire thing going on right now, if you don't mind <laughs> saying <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I used to hate Matthew McConaughey, but, but uh, now, I, now, I'm, now I dig him. So I take that as a but, uh, if you if, yeah. honestly, if you listen to his book or read his book, you might yeah. you might just have a different mind because I was kind of the same way. I yeah. thought he was just, just sort of a nah, you know, he's that guy over there. But his book is fantastic. Yeah, yeah green light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a massive fan of him now. Like I, I, uh, I think uh, after True Detective and and some of his recent stuff around that time. Yeah. Uh, what were they called? The, the McConaughey's, like get on the, the Matthew McConaughey's. Yeah, the, it's like uh, like the really <laughs> Matthew McConaughey Renaissance. Uh, like it's uh, yeah. uh, I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Rain of Fire is uh, it's a good movie, and but it's it's more post-apocalyptic in that the dragons have kind of woken up and taken over the world, and humans are still trying to figure shit out. Uh, yeah. You know, I would have liked to have perhaps seen um, it less contained. You know, if if mm. if the 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 god like if the, if the troll king wakes up, you know, is he not going to bring his minions out of the soil, out of the earth, to you know to? Um, to yep. reclaim his lands, to reclaim his territories, all the sleeping trolls is he gonna, you know, would he not just like roar and they all kind of like I would have loved to have like just let out a belt and then like all across the land, like other trolls of all sizes, various head shapes and sizes and count, kind of like pull themselves out of caves and out of the soil and things like that, and then start to like you know, encroach on on the city of Oslo on mass. You know, it's not just a yeah. an isolated incident, but all of a sudden, it's a like a countrywide catastrophe uh, at a supernatural scale. Do you know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen something mm. like that a bit more. Um, I I, yeah, I agree, but I think that might be two separate movies, kind of like you were talking about with like a troll verse, right? Mm. If we were taking Troll mm. Hunter in this and putting them together, because what Amit was talking about earlier with it being a very emotional an emotionally effective ending yeah. i think it works because he is the last yeah and we never see another because he is the last and we watch him die and we know for a fact that this is in and it's kind of like the death of innocence for her you mm. know she that's her her journey yeah she now is mm. burdened with telling future generations of norwegians mm. and being you know uh, the the purveyor of the message that trolls exist for the whole world. I mean, yeah. they made yeah. a big show of showing you that the whole world caught on to the story. Yeah. So yeah. she's now the one that has to remind the entire world, like, no, it really happened. It really existed. And this, this troll, which is actually now just a rock is laying in the same spot. Mm. And that's kind of like, that's a story we've seen play out in a bunch of other things. Mm. And, uh, star Wars rebels had a great, episode based on that it was like a 22 minute thing about the last creature of its species but yeah you know you you always worry about that is if you kill the last if you kill the last tasmanian tiger if you kill the last dodo bird and you witness that happen it's your burden then for the rest of your life to tell mm -hmm. people a you did that and b how beautiful those things were yeah 
And that's kind of what yeah. made it super emotional for me too. Uh, no, you give me, you give me hope for the sort of sequel with that. Cause it could really explore character in that. Like I'd love to see how Nora um, and everyone else deals with that <laughs> sort of impact and how they sort of approach it. So yeah, look, I'm, look at, at this stage, it looks like a sequel is going to happen. It's made money. Um, I think they had already planned for it and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I think let's, let's hope. I think Hollywood's been planning for a while because the amount of movies that I can think of off the top of my head where there's been survivors left in some remote cave that all of a sudden opened <laughs> yeah, up yeah. and they thought they were all gone, like Highlander, <laughs> uh, Eternals. Uh, <clears throat> um, yep, do you yep. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, and then the fact um, that these things live in caves, you know, I, yeah. I have hope that these, it is not the last one. But I, I, I agree with you, Doug. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, mate. I, I'd say no, that. no, no. Um, you are right. Because I want, I want to see your movie. Yeah. I want to see the movie yeah. that you pitched. I think that would be awesome. I actually have a painting directly outside of this booth right now that basically shows a scene like that uh, from somebody who was trying to pay homage to like their own Norwegian roots. Mm. Oh, it's wow. a very similar scene to that. A little more, a uh, little more cutesy, a <laughs> little, <laughs> little less, you know, a little less murder yeah, rocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I would absolutely show up for that. I'm just saying, I think the ending for this one, even though it was flawed, was still very effective yeah. uh, for me. And mm. in order for us to get from point A to point B, I think there had to be the just one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, if the sequel comes, they'll, they'll find a, a fun way for us to find more trolls. Hopefully yeah. it wouldn't be more trolls. Wouldn't it be cool if she goes to Iceland and they find the Hildefolk? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. to That's the Americas and, yep. and we find the Sasquatch or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of reinvent the wheel, do a little Terminator 2 or something. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, they, they do have the chance of also exploring not just Norwegian, like, um, folklore. They could just go all Scandinavia, to be honest, um, if they're ambitious, because I'd love to see that more. Like, I'm sure there's differences, but there must be interconnectivity. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That is, yeah, yeah, to show us a book about giants. <laughs> that is came with props, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Came uh, with props, um. Yeah. I think Dennis is writing the script already. Um. <laughs> well, so the thing with trolls, the thing with trolls is like there's, there's there is a lot of deep lore to it, and it's not just like even though he was the troll king and he was mm. big and he, you know made a rock and all kinds of stuff. Like they come in different shapes and sizes, but something also are the changelings that they didn't really bring in here, where they yeah. they swap out babies and you know the the their relationship to the the, the fairy folk and the elves and all that kind mm. of stuff, and this. This sort of other layer behind the veil of reality where these things kind of also exist. Um, you know, uh, like that kind of stuff I'd love to, I know this movie's not about that at all, but, um, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to, to unpick it. If, even if it's not a sequel to this movie, I would yeah. love nothing more than to see more movies come out of this area that really bring yeah. in, um, uh, that sort of, uh, idea and that kind of theme yeah. and that uh you know like i said thou is another really good one if uh if you like this yeah. thou is a really kind of grassroots um uh, did your power just go out doug no uh one of my lights the one i was talking about earlier oh, went yeah. out and now i have this one so now it looks like i'm coming to you from that cave <laughs> <laughs> man this is uh that's this great. really influenced you man <laughs> What can um, I say? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's um yeah. let's move on to our final ratings of this movie. I think we've had sure. a really good conversation about New Asian culture and um trolls and sort of what we liked about the movie. It's been a really good one. Um so yeah, uh D rankings. Um I know Doug, you know them, but I'll just repeat them all just for the sake of the listeners and everything. 
Um, do we have disposable, disaster, defendable, dynamite, and dope? Um, Doug, where would this sit on your D scale? I'm going full dope. This is this is oh, not no. one that you need to think too much about. You, yeah. if you're a fan of movies, which you probably are listening to this podcast, <laughs> if you're a fan of monster <laughs> movies, if you're a fan of different cultures, like if you're just you can find something to enjoy with this movie no matter who you are mm. guaranteed. And if mm. you don't want to listen to it in Norwegian, great. You can turn on the dub because <laughs> there is the English dub and the sound oh. design is great. It feels like you just went to a movie theater to watch a movie that you would yeah. have spent, you know, 10 bucks on. If you liked Godzilla, 1999, if you like Godzilla, if you like King Kong, if you like any of that stuff, it's all there. Mm. And it, it can be a window into learning more about a world and a, a culture of a world that you didn't really know existed. So I'm I'm going with the dope because Troll Hunter was amazing, amazing, and I like that movie a little bit more than this one. But this one is going to be seen by more people, guaranteed, yeah. because mm-hmm. it has that disaster movie kind of effect going for it. Right, Roland Emmerich, look the fuck out because Roar is coming mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, this guy is great. <laughs> If give him the next, I don't know, Mars is going to get destroyed and somehow oh, it affects yeah. every building in the United States. Give this guy mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, <laughs> or you know what? No, just give him any, any movie that he wants to make in the future. He is, <laughs> Star he's Wars done. Please. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's done a, an excellent job of just, you would not go into this movie thinking that it wasn't made in Hollywood. Hmm. And that's the yeah. best way that you can put it. Because yeah. if that's you're a- sitting there thinking, wow, a movie about a troll, it's probably not going to be very good. No, you're, you're absolutely wrong. It feels like it was made in Hollywood with all the budget that you could toss at something yeah. like a King Kong or a Godzilla. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Dennis? Where does this sit? Yeah, look, I agree with all those points 100%. So the thing that I would say is I give it, uh, I'd have to give it like a very high like nine dynamite, like right up at the end of the scale. There's a couple of reasons why I don't give it though, but um, uh, the key things for me why it's very high and it's like right on the cusp uh, is because this is a um, uh, a monster movie. It's big scale wise. It's amazing, uh, and one of the key things that I really love about this movie is just not a reignited franchise. It's not a franchise that's yes. been pulled from another culture and reused. It's not a amalgamation of anime tropes and other movies from all around the world, like Pacific Rim pulled together to be a kind of an honor piece. Like it, it's wholly uh, respectful and representative of the place where it was shot and the, the culture that it comes from and, and things like that as well. So I, for that reason, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, in terms of rewatchability, absolutely. I, I'll, I think yeah. I'll watch this movie more than once. It's probably going to go into my little bag of if I don't know what else to watch, I'm going to watch this movie, and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, which I'm struggling now to to um, to find things to watch. I, I tried to watch. What did I try to watch? I tried to watch Bullet Train the other day. I got 20 minutes in and turned it off. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, what else did I try and watch the other day too, and then turned it off? It was something. Right. Uh, yeah, that's how immemorable it was in my brain at the moment. I'm mm. really struggling to find content that really works for me. And if it doesn't work for me, it's gone. Like I'm just switching it off. Uh, right. uh, I don't have the patience or the time allotted now 
in my mind to sit down and watch a movie. So if there's a movie that I'm watching where I'm going, I'll watch that again, then it, it ranks very high in my mind now. And this is sort of it is the new formative basis of my decision-making around what I think is a good movie and not a good movie. Because my time yeah. is not to be wasted. And, uh, and uh, I can't, I just don't, yeah, I just can't. I just can't. I've got other shit that's more important to do than to watch crap bed down, you know, shoved into my eyes. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm more... I'm quicker on the trigger now to turn shit off. Oh, that's all right. Willow. Yeah, I turned Willow off to 20 minutes. Yeah, that was a, that was a no-brainer. That was gone. Um, you mean the CW's The Willow? It uh, is It is bizarre. Uh, I'm just saying that that it feels more like a teen show than it does yeah. a, a, a sequel series to Ron Howard's Willow. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. So I grew up on the movie. I don't want to turn this to a review about that, but that's a good <laughs> example of something that I loved as a yeah. kid. It's been redone that I will just not watch. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't hit no yeah. no markers for me. So for that purpose, right? For for those two, uh, on top of everything that Doug said, I'll give it a very high level dynamite. Uh, um, the reasons why I don't give it dope is um, uh, is more around the constraints of the tropes, really. That the, the the tropes itself put on the movie. Like I enjoyed them and they were very well constructed, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm probably a little bit lower on the movie than you guys. Like, well, I did totally enjoy it, and I liked the monster aspect of it, and I do like the Hollywood part of it. But my mind keeps going to, I wish I had explored the Norwegian culture a bit better. I think mm. I would have really liked that a little bit more. Um, again, I think this is a good introduction, and I'm really optimistic for a sequel or a spin-off or whatever they want to do next. Because I feel like this is a good groundwork, but you can really do a lot more with this sort of. Because, yeah, as you guys mentioned, there's so much, it's, there's countless amount of, um, you know, there's a huge library they have to reference uh, in terms of, you know, what they can go to or what they can do with this in terms of culture and people and stories. A lot of potential there. So I'm pretty high on it still. I'll give it like a dynamite, probably a low-level dynamite because it is overall a very entertaining movie, which mm. I enjoy. And I do like the refreshing tech of being so emotionally invested in this uh, troll. Like at the end, it's almost a tragedy, I felt. Like it was... It hit me that badly. Like I was really sad when the troll passed away um, in the way he did, even though it was a bit weird, which we talked about with the son. But yeah, yeah. You know, it's still, it's still a pain. The emotional part was still there. I felt really sad when that happened. And that's something I don't really expect when I'm watching a monster movie um, all the time. It's normally like, you know, Independence Day or something like that. Like we got to save our, we, you know, we got to save humanity or something <laughs> like that, you know? <laughs> That kind of thing. <laughs> you couldn't shed a tear for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love, I, I love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I love him to love. Day as well. Yeah, not a Goldblum fan at the moment. Oh. I'm not he's more recent stuff. Yeah, no, he's he, he's in on the joke now, and it's uh, it's a bit too. Yeah, much. that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I think that will do it for us. Uh, this was a great conversation. Um, do make sure to check us out again. Welcome, Doug, officially to the show. Yep. Um, gonna have Thank you lot, for having me, lot, guys. A lot more of you on, so you know. Um, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Yep. Um, can I can I just put a, a, a shameless sorrow out there? If you are looking for a low key masterpiece of a movie that is in the same sort of space. Uh, what you want to do is grab the 2005 Beowulf and Grendel. Uh, it's got Gerard Butler, Stellan Skarsgård. It's got a, it's a key cast. It's really good, but it's a, it. Yeah. 
didn't happen in terms of the cinema uh, cinema scene, but it's uh, I saw it just rando on SBS one day, and I I, I freaking loved it. Um, yeah. Another one yeah. that I would put in in here, yeah. and I actually talked to Ahmed about it in the past. Speaking of Beowulf, the Thirteenth Warrior. Oh if you're, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're wow. if you're in the mood for something that might like break open a little bit more of Norse mythology to you, yeah. and also kind of be a, yes. a pretty cool interpretation of the Beowulf story. Yeah, Thirteenth Warrior. Except um, for the fact that Antonio Banderas is Egyptian, yeah. but that's another. Ah. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> it's inclusivity, right? Representation, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and done in a way that's not like, yeah. Anyway, I won't go into that, but uh, yeah. not. Beautiful. Yeah, no, that's yeah. some great, some great, some great references to go. Um, but yeah, we'll catch, we'll catch you in the next one, guys. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Shani. We'll see you. Yes, yes.